You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Today, we are shifting the conversation with Christy Archuleta. Hello, Christy. Hey, Ross. How are you? I am good. Thanks so much for being on the show today. How about we start with you telling everybody what you do and how you got to this point in your career? Wow, that's a big question. So yeah, I am currently a professor at the University of Georgia in our financial planning program. And I teach and research around the topics of financial behavior, financial therapy, how do we help clients make changes, and also couples and money. So relationships around money, how do couples interact with, around money? Um, really all about how do we help people build financial wellness and really tap through, tap in through the human elements or human aspects of that, the financial planning process. Well, for someone who loves human first financial guidance and music to my ears. So let's start off with a discussion of, I'll take my history and do it in 15 seconds. 30 years ago, it was investments first. 25 years ago, it was portfolios first. And maybe 20-ish, probably closer to 25 years ago, I finally went to planning first, became a CFP, started doing financial planning. Now it's 2023. That's shifting a little bit. If, if I'm going to start talking with a prospect or a client, where should I start? Yeah, what a great question. You know, when I first came into learning about financial planning, I was actually a marriage and family therapy graduate student. So I have a master's and PhD in marriage and family therapy, and I did an emphasis on financial planning. And as I was learning about the profession, I was always like, wow, we have to learn all these technical skills, but we're working with people, but we don't really have any skills to work with people. And so that's where my marriage and family therapy background came in, because to me, I didn't really see them as two separate processes. In order to help people meet their financial goals, we have to help them change. And so how do we help them change? And change can be very broad. It can be, you know, I'm helping you maintain something, um, keep doing something. It could be doing something completely different. And so change looks a lot of different ways for different people, depending on what you need in order to get to your goal. And so tapping into that, that human aspect first, and that starts with getting to know our clients, as simple as that may sound, there's an art form to that in terms of really being curious, really seeking to understand, really listening to our clients and who they are. It's not just about what they want, but who they are and why they're there and why they want to do these things. And so the more that we can understand our clients, the more impactful we can be as financial professionals. How about a few questions to start off with where I want to connect with someone. I want to understand who they are. So if I sat down, I didn't know these people, I may just have some data points, which is common when you first meet someone, they, they give you, they may have just retired and here's where they live and, and just some data points doesn't really tell me who they are. How should I approach that? What are some good questions? Yeah. So I love this question because this is actually something that I teach 
at um, the University of Georgia. So part of my job here at the, at the University of Georgia is I train our students to work in our Aspire clinic. And this is where they get to work directly with clients. There are a number of different issues from financial counseling types of things, budgeting, debt management, those sorts of things to more longer term goals. Um, and so one of the approaches that I love to teach is something called solution focused therapy. Um, it's a, that is a, an approach that we utilize in mental health and it has a lot of research behind it in terms of how it works and, and that it does really help clients are to where they want to be. And so we start off, um, it has a couple of different ways in which you can ask questions, but the approach that we take is a, um, a best hopes question. And so asking about clients' best hopes, what are your best hopes for our time together today? What are your best hopes for our, the process? Um, kind of depends upon where we are, but that, that beginning session is oftentimes, what are your best hopes for your future? And what do you want that to look like? And how would you know that those hopes are realized? Um, I think another great question that just, you know, if this is the first time I've ever met with a client is, you know, what brings you in today? Um, what, um, what, where do you want to go? Really learning about what the client's expectations are. And so we can't expect for them just to dump out everything to us. Um, they don't know us. And so we really have to trust. And the longer, the, the more trust we build with their clients, the more they're going to share with us and the more that they're going to feel comfortable. And so there's a lot of different elements um, to asking, not just asking those questions, but it's how we ask those questions, the, the tempo that we use in asking those questions, that pacing in terms of asking questions and when we um, are learning about our clients. It's checking in, like, are we hearing what you're saying? So really some of those very important communication foundational skills that are just important in, in terms of communicating with someone else. And that's not just a client. That can be anyone. It could be a family member or it could be just a new person that you meet on the street or a colleague. Um, so just some of the utilizing some of those really important communication foundation skills are important as well. If I take this approach and I start asking these questions, and and I do, and I do ask these questions, there's a challenge that that I experience. I think a lot of ex advisors would say the same thing, and that is we start asking these questions. They're often open-ended, and the conversation may go down different rabbit trails. And yeah. sometimes it ends up in a place that is so relevant, you're thankful and realized, <laughs> I'm glad I stuck it out because this is really good. This is really insightful. And then other times it, it may seem random. I'm certainly not skilled to understand the value of some of that. Um, how do I navigate that when it seems like we're going down a path that may be not as relevant? However, it may be exactly what I need to hear for what I'm, I'm hoping down the road. I mean, what do I do with that? Yeah, I think that that is just the beauty of the communication and the beauty of getting to know someone, right? Because you never know where your conversation may or may not lead. And it might go in directions that you don't anticipate. And so how do you navigate those conversations that kind of go in a different direction than you thought, or maybe seem not so relevant? And they might actually be very relevant. So one question that I like to ask myself is, why are they telling me this? 
So this actually may be really important. It just might be kind of out of order in terms of what we're ready to hear or what we were expecting to hear. And so part of that is what am I doing to make me not understand what's going on here? Maybe I'm expecting something that I shouldn't be expecting. So we all kind of have expectations around how we think a conversation should go based on how we ask questions um, and how we have experienced conversations previously or how we might respond to, to questions that we would ask. But that might not be the same experience or the same expectations or the same perceptions that our clients have. So we really have to go in with an open mind. And so just be ready to listen. Like I try to go into client meetings when I meet with clients and I try to help prep my students for this as well as just to go in with an open mind and not have any expectations. And that's so that I don't set myself up for only hearing what I think I want to hear or try missing out on important information that the client might be dropping but I'm not ready to hear that myself because I wasn't in a place to listen to that. So I think we all can kind of imagine conversations that we've had with other people and just think about people in your own life, friends, family, colleagues, where you were really kind of just going in and you wanted to know one thing. You asked them a question and they told you something completely different or they went on a tangent or told you this story that seemed very irrelevant. But you just went in there thinking, I, I want to learn this one thing. I need the answer to this one thing. And so you missed some of the background, the contextual factors, or some of the additional information that would be helpful for you to understand maybe the why of the, the answer, the how of the answer, or the what of the answer, or the who of the answer. And so... All of those pieces are really important to help us fully understand the picture. And so the other thing we have to think about when we are trying to navigate these, these conversations is what are clients ready to tell us? And so they might only be ready to tell us very surfacey level things. How is the weather today? <laughs> what, you know, what are you doing today? Those sorts of things. And so if we were expecting to really gain you know, a deep dive into understanding these people that we're meeting with, they might not be ready for that. And so they might be just kind of navigating on their end, how am I going to handle this process? Maybe this is something new to me. I've never done, I've never participated in a financial planning process. I've never talked about my finances with someone other than my tax accountant, or maybe I've always done my own taxes. And so I've never talked to anyone about anything regarded, regarding my finances. Um, I barely talked to my own family about my finances. Now I'm talking to this person who's a stranger. Um, and they're expecting for me to divulge like not just my financial information, but also personal information. And how is that relevant? And so we really have to help just we really have to pace ourselves. So this is something else that um, I find interesting. And of course, I'm training very new people to the profession. And so that that pacing piece is so important because sometimes we want to bombard with questions, right? We want to ask all these questions because we want all the answers so that we can 
figure out what we're going to do next or how we're going to make a plan. We really have to take time to listen to what the client and give space for the client to answer the questions. And a lot of times when there's no talking, we we think about that or there's silence on the client's part. We think, oh, the client is not interested in being here. They're not engaged. They're, they're not interested in what we're doing. They don't care. I'm doing a terrible job as the professional. But really, there's a lot of processing that's going on for the client. They are, these are questions they might never have been asked before. Maybe they weren't expecting to be asked these types of questions before. So giving clients time to formulate process responses is really, really important. And so slowing down and not throwing as many questions as possible at the client is super, super important. So when you allow silence, talk about silence as being one of the most valuable, important tools you have in your tool belt, make that space and just allow the client to sit and think and respond. Um, if they never, ever respond, <laughs> then, you know, let's let's go in there with some prompts, but making sure that we're giving them an adequate amount of time and recognizing, you know, these are hard questions. These are questions that maybe you haven't thought about before. And so I want to make sure you have some time to think about those those responses. Um, and you and they might morph and change over time as I've had more time to think and process about. So that was a really long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> it was actually a great setup for your keynote session that's coming up at Shift. And really, this is part of the shift in the industry. We are shifting the conversation to human first. And in my mind, when I hear human first, what I'm trying to check myself on is not to label people. Not to think I'm sitting in front of an investor or a prospect or a retiree or a divorcee or a business owner or whatever category or label I put them in because then my brain starts trying to connect dots. And, and as I was listening to you, it sounds like you're just really laying out the, the idea that you just have to be open-minded, ask the questions. And I type down, why are they telling me this? Um, I, I think that's that's the best nugget for me from everything you just said, because yes, it may not seem applicable. There's a reason they're mentioning it, right? It may not be as significant as we think it is, or maybe not, or more significant than we think it is, but either way, there's a reason that they're actually saying it. So to try to dial into that, um, it, it's great advice. I am looking forward to seeing you, Dr. Christy Archuleta. Thanks so much for being a part of Shift. We'll see you in San Antonio. I'm excited. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. The show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.